Timer. <laughs> yeah. Tales from a Gemini with BT. Glad to have you guys here, man. We're, we're gonna we're doing this on a on a Friday on a Friday evening, which is a different kind of energy. So I hope you guys feel it. And let's get right into it. My guest right now, waiting for me right now, is the creator of Black Girls Ride magazine, the brand ambassador for Indian motorcycles and Polaris slingshots, and also a Sigma Gamma Rho sorority member. Let's hear it from Miss Portia Taylor. How are you, Portia? I'm excellent. Excellent. Thank you for having me. No, you know what? The more I was looking you up, the more I just literally, literally just fell in love with everything about you because you're always so positive. You're you're about taking care of your body. You're about the motorcycle and you're just about positivity. And those are my favorite people. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. And that's why I'm so excited to have you on. Awesome. Sweet, man. I'm excited to be here. So anyway, so let's get right to it. Okay, tell me about your life. Uh, what I know is, I think you're from either Long Beach or South Central. I'm from uh, actually Inglewood, California. Inglewood in the hood. Yes. Absolutely. I now live in Long Beach. I've been in Long Beach for about a, over 12 years now. I love it. It's great. I got a nice little spot by the beach here. Um, and it's just, it's a wonderful life out here in California. Well, I'll tell you what, I, uh, for a brief period, I'm, I moved to LA. I lived off the of, uh, Crenshaw and Slauson, off the of fourth and Slauson. And okay. my aunt goes to that church on Arbor Vitae. I don't know if you know, it's, it's a Lutheran church on Arbor Vitae. Arbor Vitae. Uh, um, I'm not sure what the name of the church is, but I know the area you're talking about real well. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. I don't know the name. I, I, I when I first got out there, I was trying to be nice to my aunt and go to church, and so right. I went like I went like two times, and then I, I think she knew that, that that wasn't really my bag, and so she, she knew that wasn't your deal, huh? <laughs> she knew you was you was out there being a heathen. I, <laughs> I didn't say heathen. It just wasn't my thing. But uh, but uh, yeah, I'll tell you, it was funny because it was an all black church, but the but the pastor was white, and the and and the the Sunday I went there, he did a rap. And it was the funniest thing you ever see. I sw- no, I know you look at me like I'm crazy. But he did a rap, and then he finished it with the '80s kind of Run DMC kind of like this. And oh, I no. and I laughed. <laughs> I laughed so hard. I, I I even think Jesus was laughing. It was so funny to watch him do that. I can and I, imagine. <laughs> but, I can imagine God had jokes that day. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my experience in LA. So so let's get to your life, okay? So how'd you grow up? Like, uh, was it a good upbringing? Bad? You How know, was it? I, no, I'm, I'm blessed, man. I was a Huxtable kid, pretty much. I have, you know, the uh, my mom married a great guy, um, and he would became my stepdad you know I had the the usual 70s kid story where your mom meets the first guy and he's kind of in and out you know but then she gets uh with a, a stable brother and that's kind of what happened with me and so um I went to uh Inglewood High School graduated in 93 went straight to UCLA graduated as a Bruin um, as you mentioned, I played Sigma Gamma Rho uh, at, at UCLA, so I've got the black Greek ties, and uh, you know, I just, I got right into uh, corporate America. While I was at UCLA, I got into the music industry, so um, my background starts in the music business at, um, at uh, Virgin Records, and then as an intern, and then from Virgin, I went to A&M and worked with Shaq um, under his label Twism. 
Whoa, what, what was Shaq like? What was Shaq like? What was Shaq like? Oh, he was amazing. Shaq was amazing. He had just got a deal um, at um, at uh, A&M Records mm-hmm. uh, at the same time that Ice Cube and his um, team got a deal. So we all worked, worked all of those records. So we had Shaq, we had Ice Cube's We Be Clubbing and the Players Club soundtrack. Um, so that was kind of the beginning, like, uh, <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. What a my great life's time. had a lot of great ups and downs. And so, you know, after I, the music industry kind of uh, collapsed on itself and you mm-hmm. started to see a lot of these uh, companies folding, I got out of the music industry um, and got into the, the sneaker game and I became a marketing manager for Adidas for about 10 years. Okay. So I was your favorite rapper's favorite <laughs> sneaker supplier. Right? <laughs> who did um, you supply? Who did you supply? What rappers? Everybody. Everybody. Everybody you could imagine, uh, from Run DMC themselves to uh, I um, was instrumental in doing the deal with Missy Elliott and creating her Respect Me line for wow. Adidas, which was one of the first um, uh, uh, sneaker deals with an entertainer that wasn't an athlete. Mm-hmm. So we changed the game in that way. And then now you see it's pretty much the norm for someone to become a rapper and get a shoe deal. But back then it wasn't happening like that. So. Um, yeah, so that was a, a big part of my life. And then, you know, you hit um, a wall and go, there's got to be more to life than this. There's got to be more than sneakers and BET Awards <laughs> and, and All-Star Weekend. And, uh, you know, so, you, you know, I had uh, my epiphany and, and, and realized I really love motorcycles. Um, I had a degree in history from UCLA, so I love to write. And I thought it'd be, uh, you know, be great to go work for a magazine, right? To write about motorcycles. Well, I started doing my research and I realized that there was nothing for women of color in this space. In fact, we weren't getting any representation at all when I started Black Girls Ride. So that became my passion um, was to really show the motorsports industry um, that Black women were actually a part of the culture and we deserve a seat at the table. And I'm, I'm excited in, in what we've done over our last 10 years. We just celebrated 10 years in 2011, um, from 2011 to now, by the way. And so, you know, since then, now you're seeing uh, ambassadors and different OEMs. You're seeing Black women in these commercials now because, uh, you know, we've been able to show through our pages, through our website, through our social media, what Black women who ride look like. And, um, you know, we've been working with different brands and I'm excited about where we're growing to. You know, I'm almost ashamed to say that at least the way I grew up, uh, I, I never, never really saw women riding. I saw, I remember one, that was it, you know, growing up. But and it was always like, all right, a lady riding. Yes. And I thought, that's cool. But I never, and I knew there had to be a, a scene like that. It's just the way right. I grew up was I just, I never saw that, you know? I mean, I was always fascinated by motorcycles. I loved anything motorcycle. But I know that when I saw a woman riding a motorcycle, and this may sound sexist, and you can, and you can get off in my ass if you want to, but... Whenever a woman rides a motorcycle, there's something even more attractive about them. There's something about that. Just seeing a woman ride a bike, I'm like, yes. Yeah, you know, what you I mean? know and, and, and I'm going to be honest, I, I didn't see a lot of it either before I started riding. My first real um, contact with black female riders came as a result of Biker Boys, believe it or not. The yes. The corniest movie ever, right? <laughs> yes. But yes. The, the dopest thing to me about that movie, even at that time, because so what happened was, I'll tell you a quick story. My cousin 
who um, he's my older cousin by five years. He came to my house. He had a motorcycle. He had just bought his bike. He was like, oh, let me show you my bike. And he put me on the back. And I knew that I loved the feeling of riding, but I did not like the feeling of being a passenger. Right. So um, fast forward a couple of months, right? We, you know, I get a great bonus from Adidas. I'm doing my thing over there. They give me a nice little bonus for Christmas. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to either buy a flat screen TV or I'm going to buy a motorcycle. <laughs> so my cousin was like, yo, yo, come with me. Let's go see Biker Boys, right? We go to the movie, we go see Biker Boys, Lisa Bonet, you know, with Lawrence Fishburne, you right. know what I mean? Right. And the cool thing about the movie, though, where there were a group of women in the movie that rode their own motorcycles. They weren't passengers. They weren't, you know, on the back of somebody else's bike. They weren't accessories. They were legit riders. And I could see myself. This is where they say representation matters. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And I could see myself on the bike. So that's it. After the movie, the next day, I'm like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, get get me a bike, right? Yeah. I, I do what all silly people do when they first want to buy a bike. I get on Craigslist. I'm like, yeah, let me see. Let me see what I can get. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I found the most beautiful 98 Kawasaki Ninja 600. I swear to God, I love that bike more than I love most people, right? And course, I got the bike, right? No lessons. I mean, my cousin, my cousin had me doing figure eights in the parking lot. I had a helmet that was too big, baseball yeah. gloves. I asked Medea's baseball gloves, right? It didn't matter. I was on the bike, right? Yeah. So I'm on the bike fast and wrong through the through, through the little side streets. Luckily, nothing happened to me. I, yeah. I mean, I didn't have any 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 mishaps. Please don't do it that way. Yes. If you want to get a bike, you need to go take the course. They're going to teach you how to save your life in case some, <laughs> you know, some sketchy things happen. They're going to teach you how to respond. Don't yeah. follow my lead at all. Don't ever go buy your first bike from Craigslist. That's the absolute wrong place to buy it. But that was that's, that was my entry into the community. And the funny thing is, right, the first time I, I got the bike, so I'm excited. This is week one, right? Okay. I hear about a bike night. This is the internet is is like what was it 2003 oh my oh. god infancy right. it was infancy infancy right so i get online you know this is when message boards was huge right so <laughs> I find yeah. out it's gonna be a bike night yes. in la hollywood right up the street at the time i was living on sunset boulevard right at the 405 freeway yeah i was balling a little bit it, oh it yes you were you were big balling you was big balling a little bit so I said, okay, I'm going to ride to Hollywood because it was like right down the street. So I, I was like, okay, I put put my way to the bike night, right? Yeah. I get there at the end of the night and there was one black woman in the parking lot. She was a part of a motorcycle club and she saw me come in to the, to the thing and I'm excited. Yo, my name is Portia. I just learned, I got my bike, I learned how to ride. And she was like, uh, and she was an older woman, maybe, yeah. maybe about 20 years older than me. Uh-huh. I learned to ride at 27. Right? Okay. So she said, I'm going to take you under my wing. I'm going to take you out. I'm going to teach you how to ride so you're safe. I'll never forget it. Her name was Federal. That Everybody on the bike said got nicknamed, right? So okay. her name was Federal because I think she had a federal job or something like that. Yeah. So and what was your nickname? Night, what was your nickname? I, I, 
originally I didn't have a nickname. Eventually, I joined a motorcycle club and I became PT Cruiser. Oh, right? okay, okay. Because I was the slowest one in the club. <laughs> okay. But that's saying a lot because my club was really fast. Yeah. I'm a, now I'm the vice president of Steel Horses LA. Okay. But you know, so and so the cruiser got dropped eventually. Now I'm just PT. So okay. Um, she's decided she's gonna take me out. So I'm banging her line, begging, yo, can we can we go out for a ride? Can we go for a ride, please, please, please. And and she takes me and I learn how to ride. And yes. as I go to what's called the black bike set, you start to see these women that are actually riding their own bikes. And no doubt back then, especially because their social media wasn't as big, it wasn't easy to find, you know, other women that rode. Yeah. We were there. Right. We're, we're actually the backbone of the community. You usually find them cooking. You usually find Always. them you Always. Know, and helping, doing that kind of thing. But a lot of these women actually rode their own motorcycles. Yeah. But as social media started to pick up and I started doing my cross country rides and chronicling my journeys and putting it in the magazine and featuring women in the magazine, you start to see an explosion. Yes. And now, and I get, I was getting inboxes from people. Oh my God, I've been following you. I finally was able to get my bike. I finally was able to get my license. And now if you go on to Black Girls Ride on Instagram, there's no way you can't say that there are Black female riders, you know? But the thing that I didn't, I knew that we were there, but the thing that I didn't count on was it being a global exp experience. I originally was only focused on the U.S. Right. We come to find out we've got riders in Dubai, Japan, Paris, Africa is huge. We're actually yes. going to do a ride in Africa oh, with black nice. female motorcycle riders. I'm excited about it. I mean, it's been, we've been doing a lot of great things in educating women because, you know, women tend to learn the mistakes of their boyfriends. Yes. Yeah. Brothers and uncles. So, <laughs> you know, we're, we're educating them on making good purchasing decisions that make sense for them. Um, on how to, to to not only buy the bike that fits them best, but how to uh, buy accessories that might fit better, what things work, you know, and just just really making it comfortable and a good space for women to ask questions. Okay, you mentioned accessories for uh, that that uh, not, I don't say cater to women, but that are more I guess uh, women would look at those accessories as as beneficial to them. Like, what accessories right. would those be? Because as a man, I wouldn't think that way. You know, I don't. I wouldn't yeah. think accessories would be different. How, how is it different? Well, a woman's body shape for one is different from a man's, right? So, in the past, what uh, manufacturers would do is they would take a jacket, let's say a motorcycle jacket, <laughs> they would what they call shrink it and pink it. They basically would maybe shrink, tailor it down a size or two for women and add some pink accessories to it. And that's enough, you know, for women. But the truth is our body types are different. So women have breasts, which means the bike, the, the, the jacket needs to be cut to accommodate us so that when we hit the ground, it doesn't shift weird. If the, if the jacket is cut improperly, it's going to gather in places and it's not going to protect you when you land. See, it's, it's thinking of safety gear past it being a fashion accessory and being a life-saving accessory. 
Wow, honestly, I've never thought of it that way. And I mean, in front of, I never thought of it that way. I yeah. really didn't. I thought you yeah. just get your, you know, your boyfriend's uh, big jacket and just wear it. Wow. Uh, we're not doing that no more. It's 2021 and, you know, everybody's <laughs> got money enough to buy stuff that fits. So, I'm, you know, I'm against recycled gear because you don't know what's happened to it. And yeah. a lot of this stuff ages. Uh, a lot of the armor inside of the jacket after a few years it ages and it becomes brittle. So you want to always try to switch your gear out after every two years, if you can. Mm -hmm. um, you want to switch your helmet out after every five years, if you can, because once that stuff ages and it solidifies, if it, if it hits the ground, it does no good in protecting you. Wow. So these are things that you can't, you can't, once a helmet hits the ground one time, you need to get rid of it. You can't wear it again. And these are things that we aren't necessarily taught. You know what I mean? These exactly. Are, exactly. So as I become an expert in the field, it's up to me to share this knowledge and this experience with other female riders. My God. I mean, I, you're schooling me right now. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. I'm going, oh my God. Now, I knew the part about the helmet hitting the ground, but as far as yeah. you explaining the jacket part, that just opened my eyes because that, that's that is the the ignorance of uh, I'm saying ignorance, but I mean I just didn't know. You know right. what I mean? And and I, wow, school me some more. Tell me some more. I don't know about no, honestly. I mean, like so that's just that's those are just a couple of things that you you would consider. You know, you want to make sure that whatever you're wearing on the road it fits you comfortably enough. A lot of times people don't wear um, safety gear because they're not comfortable in it. You know, it's right. either too bulky or they consider it too hot. But after you've hit the ground, like I just had an accident. Uh, I had a, a bad accident in April. I was going to um, ask you about that because I, yeah. I, you alluded to it on Instagram. And I was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I was going to ask you about what. OK, so what happened? If you want to so talk, talk about it. No, we could. I'm, it's a teachable moment. Okay. I was actually riding at 530 in the morning. I was on my way from Los Angeles on a cross country ride to Florida for an event. Mm -hmm. And I was coming through Texas, headed to Houston. And um, early in the morning, I got hit by a wall of really dense fog. Okay. And it was so bad that I couldn't see. I, I, visibility was almost none. So, you know, you're riding along. Imagine riding the speed limit on that highway that I was on to 80 miles per hour. I'm riding along. I've got tractor trailers on my right. I've got oh. traffic behind me and a little bit of traffic ahead of me. But then all of a sudden you go from being able to see to nothing. You can't, it's just gray. Oh. And then the road takes a slight bend, right? So oh. you can't see the curve. You just, it bend. So if you notice when you're on these highways on the side, there are these little divots, trucker strips to keep the truckers on the road, right? Right. Well, I got, I'm going 80 miles per hour because I'm, I'm keeping up with the speed of traffic. I hit the divot. My bike is at the time, um, it's Indian challengers about 900 pounds with my tour pack on the back. I start, a lot, you can't control it. Now it's a buck and bro, a buck and Bronco, right? Mm, you're trying okay. to get back. Um, and you're dealing with uneven pavement. So, you know, when you, when you're riding on a smooth road and then you drop off to the side right. and there's a little dip. Yeah. So I can't, and I can't see, I can't see what's in oh. front of me. I can't see what's to the right of me, you know? Oh. So the, the bike got away from me. And I ended up thankfully in the grass um, and I tumbled, you know, when I ride across country, I've got full gear on, I've got a full face helmet on, I've got a textile jacket on jeans and riding boots. Right. And I walked away from that accident with a scar, the size of a quarter on my left leg, 
no other scars, no neck injuries, no head injuries. Definitely banged up and bruised up. Anytime you hit the ground going 80 miles per hour, you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be sore. Yeah. But I hit grass and not asphalt, which was another huge blessing. Yeah. Um, and so my bike was totaled. Mm. Um, everything that was on the left side of my bike was gone. So I must have hit like a guardrail or something like that. Mm. And um, I, I mean, I remember getting to the hospital and the, the nurse going, you you were in a motorcycle accident. Oh my God, you're the best motorcycle accident victim I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. You know, because right. Texas is a, a, a no helmet law state. No, so Texas is crazy to, is what Texas is. Texas is crazy right. what they so are. So <laughs> they're used to getting accident victims and calling the next of kin saying bad news. Yeah. When they saw me and I was conscious, they were like, oh, my God, hallelujah. You know, of course, they did x-rays. And this is a, a, a moment where being fluffy definitely didn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? I think it might have actually protected some bones and some ligaments. You said um, that, not me. You said that. Hey, listen, I named it. I claimed it. You know what I'm saying? All glory to God because I'm going to tell you something. It wasn't my riding skill that saved me. That yeah. was nothing but God's favor that yeah. saved me. Because that yeah. could have went any kind of way. Yes. But, you know, I, it was a teachable moment. And the one thing that I know is if if it's fog and you can't see, just pull over. Right. That That's my that's my in, in hindsight moment. But, but it hit you but it hit you so fast, though, right? I mean, it hit you fast. Everything happened so quickly. Right. It happened so quickly. Right. Um, but I think that immediately I might have slowed down. I might have put my hazards on. Right. I was so concerned with traffic behind me yes. coming up on me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. So that's why slowing down wasn't the immediate reaction. But had I slowed down, I might have been able to get over to the side. I don't know. I, I mean, listen, it's so I, many variables. Th- this might be high. And I know this is hindsight being 2020. And I'm not trying to be a jerk yeah. here. But and I know you work out. So maybe. But do you ever take yoga? Because when, it, when I get in, in sticky situations when I'm riding, that breathing comes in, and I mean, there's split seconds where it could go wrong, and I go, and it makes all the difference in the world. I just remember you being. You know what? The thing is, I didn't panic. It yeah. wasn't a moment of panic. Right. It was a moment of literally the bike being too much to control. It's like when that front wheel hits a wobble. Yeah. And it's no longer a smooth ride. Yeah. You're trying to wrestle with it to get it back you know, under control. And eventually I just ran out of road. That's what happened. If it was, you know, if I were on maybe a four lane highway where I had a a shoulder, because there was no shoulder there. Yeah. You're talking about a different situation. But if I'm wrestling with it, trying to get it, and I've got a sliver of of road. Right. Just, it is what it is. Now, mentally, did did a, did a, a, a moment of doubt hit you like, do I want to ride again? Or was it like no big deal? Or were you like a real rider go, how bad's the bike, Doc? How bad's the bike? Um, I, mean- I, I think, okay, so immediately uh-huh. what happens, I, I mean, I'm going to give you the playback. Immediately you go through a bodily system check. Can I move my head? Yeah. Can I move my arms? Okay, what's hurting? My left leg is hurting really bad. It might mm-hmm. be broken. I don't think I can stand on it. Mm-hmm. But I'm alive. So right. you take that deep breath. <sighs> Now, where's the bike? Okay, the bike is over there. Ah, that don't look good. That don't look good. That looks expensive. That looks expensive. All right, all right. 
All right. And now where's my stuff? Mm-hmm. Because I had I was loaded down with luggage, right? right? I'm on a long distance trip. Right. So, you know, luckily I was none of my none of my bags bursted open. All of my stuff. Uh, shout out to Indian. They make great accessory products as well. <laughs> Nice plug. Nice plug. Yay. Nice plug. That's how you do it. That's how you do shout it. Out, shout out, you know. Um, and so everything, you know, my truck stayed locked. You know yes. what I mean? Yeah. So everything was good. I was able to get all of my stuff. Um, and then then you get to the hospital. And then, you know, my mom. So this is another teachable moment. I didn't have anybody's phone number memorized. We're now in the yes. generation where you don't remember nothing. My phone is still in the middle of the 10 freeway. In Texas. <laughs> I don't know where that phone is. So, but I had one number. Remember, I like, my ex's phone number, right? So I'm calling in the middle of the night. Hey, I uh, had a motorcycle accident. What? Are you okay? <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> I need you to call my mom. Let them know what's going on. They're about to put me in the ambulance. Yeah. Okay, okay. My mom was on the phone before I got to the hospital. I don't know how she found me. You never underestimate a black woman looking for her child. <laughs> I know that's right. As I know kid, wheeled into the hospital, the nurse is like, we got your mom on line one, right? I'm like, yeah. okay, that's amazing. I don't know how. So, you know, I'm getting, I'm, I'm taking all the deep breaths. Now the pain hits me. The adrenaline is gone. Okay. The, the pain is coming. Right. And you know, obviously they're gonna give you something for it, but it hurts. Yeah. You can't move your body the way you want to. Your muscles are like, uh, I don't, I don't trust you to move anymore. We're gonna <laughs> keep you still for a minute. And then you start thinking about what happened. That's where mm-hmm. when the pain it's it's when the pain meets your thoughts, is where the doubt of whether you're gonna ride again comes into play. Okay. Right. Yeah. I knew for me, this was my fourth accident. Wow. By far the most, um, the most extensive, you know, um, the others were definitely bad, Mm -hmm. but nothing like this at all. I wasn't going nearly as fast on in either of those. Okay. So this was the one where it was like, okay, you need to get back on a bike as soon as you're able to. Wow. And then, and see if your body can handle it. Okay. And so I have, I have another bike at home. My challenger was total, but I have an Indian chieftain at home. So when I got back home, after you deal with the, um, you know, the expensive uh, that goes along with an accident, trust me, an accident on the road is about $3,000, $4,000. Wow. Once you get into all of the you know, the, the, the financial repercussions. I got a ticket from the highway patrol for failure to maintain the lane. Are you serious? Even though it was foggy, you tried to explain it to him. $348, sir. Did you, did you, did you plead to the judge? No, no, I'm not from here. They don't like people from out of town, pay the money, move on with your life. Oh my God. So wait, ha- but it gets better. <laughs> oh the highway patrol pulls your bike off the side of the road. They put it in the tow yard, $700 to get your bike out the tow. 700 on top of the three that you've already spent. Then I'm not leaving my bike, even in no matter what condition it is. I'm not right. leaving my bike in Texas. Yeah. So $1,200 to tow it. 
from Texas to California. Oh my God. Right? Yeah. Then another $600 for a plane ticket home because you can't ride home anymore. (laughs) Oh my God. Man, that's the love of a rider right there, which you went through. That's real. That's real. So when, when I got here and my body started to feel a little bit better, um, I was able to get on the bike and see for myself, is this something I want to do? And that's only a talk that you can have with yourself. Yeah. But, but did, did, did a little doubt creep in maybe like, eh, you know what? Or, or, did, or no. did anybody or any outside influence come in and say, you know, Portia, you know, you know, mom is going to be on the phone. Like, Hey, I don't know why you need to be riding across country anymore. You know, you should yeah. you, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And now, you know, which I'm, I feel bad about anytime that I, I ride, she's a nervous wreck now. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's yeah. the thing that I regret. Yeah. Because this was literally her biggest fear come to life. Right. You know, mm-hmm. um, so that's the only part that I regret. Um, I I was always going to ride again. She's in me. For me, it's, it's my wind therapy. It's where I kind of get my peace and my solace. And um, it's the one space where I'm allowed to be selfish, you know? Yes. Because, you know, you when when you're going through your day, you're taking care of your family, your spouse, your kids, your loved one. Um, your job has demands on you. But when you're on the bike, you don't have room for anybody else's thoughts or needs or wants. You have to arrive safely. And long distance rides allow me to have that talk yes. with God. Yes. You know, I was going to ask you about that because I, and correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe it's, you know, a, a regional thing or whatever, but I always said that. It always starts off from uh, maybe 16 or 18, whatever, to about 26. People get the sport bike, which is nothing wrong with it, by the way. And you had a Jixer back in the day. And it's oh, the I've, same had, color. I've had a few. I've had a few sport bikes. Yeah, but, I had a Hayabusa. I've had. Uh, but but the, no, the funniest thing on your Instagram was you go, I want to thank the thief that stole my Jixer. That way I was able to get a Busa, <laughs> which I thought yeah. was great. That's that the was. ultimate in positivity. The you ultimate know, positivity. You, this the thing, man. In my whole life, God has always wanted more for me than I've wanted for myself. Yeah. Right. So when when you think, oh, I can only get the base model, this God comes along, and goes, no, nah, we're gonna give you the top of the line for the same price. <laughs> I'll just have somebody steal your bike to show you. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just you're gonna hurt for a minute, but trust me, you're gonna you're gonna love the upgrade when you finally get it. I thought that was the greatest post yeah. ever. Shout out to the thief that stole my Jixer. <laughs> I was able to get my boots. <laughs> yeah. but, yeah. but, but what I liked about it is we all go through that, you know, like I said, 18 to about 24, 25, 26 uh, era where everybody's a sport bike and you're zooming up and down the street, whatever, which is nothing wrong with it. I mean, I've done it. I'm not going to be a hypocrite. But then uh, what I've noticed, and maybe it's here, is that once uh, around, especially the girls, whatever, or guy, guys too, actually, they get around that 28, 29, and then they go, okay, this is getting kind of old, and they and they have a girlfriend, and maybe she gets pregnant, or they get married, they have a kid, they got to sell the bike, and then so they go without riding for a while, and then around 40, 42, the kid gets a little older, they get the Harley, and then they just go up and down the street again, or whatever, and go to a bike night, and that's it, and I tell people all the time, the reason I got a different bike after my Jixer was I wanted to travel, because travel takes, I mean, that's a whole different I, I can't explain to me. You understand it, but it's like getting getting people to understand that opens up a whole different 
just writing and like you said, being with yourself, especially out West. And like you said, it's just you and whatever you believe in. Talk to yourself. You talk problems out. You can, and as you're looking at the, uh, the, 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 the landscape of the, of the world, you know, yeah. wherever you're at and traveling, I tell, try to tell people traveling is the greatest thing you can do on a motorcycle. There's nothing beats traveling on two wheels. Yeah, yeah, it's a def- definitely a different way to see the world. Um, you know, you get to be a part of it instead of uh, looking out of a window. You get to feel the road. You get to, it's, it's a more of an interactive experience. You might, you know, especially here in California, you might pass through the garlic fields you, and you can smell the garlic. Or yes. you can smell the strawberries in, in the air. You can, you know what I mean? It's more of an interactive um, experience. But it's just nothing, nothing beats it. You know, I remember the first time. So the reason I switched, right, because I was a sport bike till I die. I was going to do my cross country ride on my Busa. Yeah. But but here's God. I get into an accident. Okay. Okay. I I was, I had been um, in 20, I think it was 2015. I had been really sick. I had a a ovarian cyst. Oh. And I was in intensive care for like 10 days. Mm-hmm. But when you're in, when you're in a hospital for 10 days, you got a hell of a bucket list. You, I mean, you start thinking about what you would do if you could get out of here. If yeah. I could taste a cheeseburger when I get out of here, you know what I'm saying? In and out fat burger or uh, in and out fat burger or uh, what was the other one out there? Uh, which, which is your favorite? Which is your Fat favorite? Fat Burger, definitely. I would get yes! Burger, yeah. I knew I knew I loved you for a reason. Fat yeah. Burger till I die. Fat Burger, grilled onions, definitely. in and outs not bad, but Fat Burger is it. So, so there was a Fat Burger across the street from the hospital that I was staying <laughs> Like, literally, I'm in intensive care, right? And I could just walk with my IV to the window to see the Fat Burger and walk back to my bed every day. I was like, as soon as I get out of here, I'm going to get me a Fat Burger. Right? I couldn't eat the whole, I got a littlest one they could, they had, but I got one. But I was saying that to say, I had decided I was going to ride across country. When the doctor cleared me to ride, yeah. the very first night I get on my, my, my Busa and I'm coming from an event. And a guy makes a left turn in front of me. Yeah. I have the green light. He makes the left turn in front of me. Somebody's walking across the crosswalk. He stops in the intersection. I'm either going to T-bone him or I got to lay the bike down. I lay the bike down. The bike slides into the car, right? Yeah. I wanted to kill this man. Do you understand me? <laughs> I got up off the ground looking for him. <laughs> Luckily, I wasn't going that, that fast, but I definitely was hurt. Yeah, yeah. So I get up off the ground. I'm looking at the front end on my bike, like there goes the cross country trip. Yeah. But you know, I, I'm still doing my thing. I get a call from BMW. Hey, would you like to ride the new BMW R1200 RT in cross country? I sure would. That would be amazing. <laughs> And that ended my relationship with sport bikes. It's, a, um, it's just a, you talking about comfort. You talking about yes. luxury. You talking about, I had never had storage that was bigger than, you know, than yes. this. You know yes. what I'm saying? Yes. Now I got full bags. I got a radio. I got a, a, a satellite control. I got, you know what I'm saying? Just, it was a whole nother, whew. It just changed my life. You Let know? me tell you, I, I feel this. You know what? I, my, I love my bike. Love it. But what do you a, ride? What I ride. ride? I ride a Ducati Pikes Peak uh, oh. Multistrada. 
2016. That was the bike. I swear to God, when I, you know, I was looking to get a different bike. I had my olives, happy with my jigs, but I wanted something different. And I was looking like, oh, maybe this one, maybe that one. And I saw a picture of that bike, and it was like seeing, you know, you fall in love at first sight. You go, that's the one I want. It's like being at a club, back in your club days. You go, that's the one, I, that's, that's who I want right there. Yeah. And I got that bike. I saved and saved and got that bike, and I swear to and I love it. I love it. I wrote it down here today. As a matter of fact, I love it. And, but, I ain't gonna lie. What uh, there was a uh, there was like a Harley parked in front uh, in my gym, and I go, man, that seat does look comfortable. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna get a Harley. No, I mean, no, I'm just saying, test ride. The, you know what I I would suggest you do if you're starting to like that body style yeah. is to take that Indian Challenger out because it's gonna give you the performance that a, that your sport bike will give you. I know I, I told all my friends not because you're a brand ambassador and you're getting another plug in which I don't blame you it's, it's because I <laughs> which is you are doing it slick that's how you do it but okay, no honestly if, if it's not an Indian it might be a Moto Guzzi I just love Italian things but yeah. if it's not a Moto Guzzi it's going to be an Indian because I'm not going to lie to you man that Indian makes me go <gasps> Like it's like you gotta you gotta ride it though. That's the thing. I mean, it, it's beautiful. Don't get me wrong. It's beautiful. Yeah. But it's the performance and the amount of uh, the amount that you get for the money. There. That's why uh, they still trying to, to to chase down the Indians and the King of Bagger. It's not yes. even the, it's not even the top end speed on the bike. It's the agility of it in the turns you're yes. talking about the the suspension and they can't they can't compete with that is if bmw right uh -huh. and india had a baby it would be or even ducati and bmw had a baby it would be the challenger oh a bmw and ducati baby I'm would be telling an, you okay it, well, so you go uh, if a german and italian had a baby it'd be an indian that's right it, it, it would okay. it would be the challenger so, so that was, with, with, a, with an American adoptive parent. <laughs> <laughs> so if the Germans came over here and the Italians had a baby, it'd be a little Indian and and, and it would, because, with agility. You know, I mean, you're gonna have Amer you got American styling, but so it would be the, it would be the Tiger Woods of motorcycles, basically. Basically, basically. we all know what a champion Tiger. Right? We all know what a champion. Exactly. Yeah. And you know what? And I was gonna save this for later, but since we're on that subject, and you're a brand ambassador for Slingshot. You know, I put it out there on my Facebook and my Instagram. I said, "Hey, you got any uh, questions for Porsche?" Blah blah. And my best friend hit me. Go, hey man. Make sure you ask if I get the hookup for a slingshot. And then I go, hey, man, and I, was, I go, and I, ha, ha. And then he hit me back like an hour later. He goes, no, man, I'm serious. Ask her how I can get a hookup. How you can get the hookup on a slingshot? On a slingshot. So what's yeah, listen, it's not hard. Just, you know, go talk your stuff to the dealer. They got, <laughs> listen, they, get, get, they get, got get, deals. In your city, they got deals right well, now. Well, can we mention, like, your name? And they might be, oh, we can definitely knock off, like, five or whatever. You can, can, we, you can do that with a, I have discount code right now uh -oh. for Indian. Uh-oh. Okay, so so if I went where to Indian dealership... If you're serious about buying an Indian, I can save you $500. Oh, man, you know what? After this is over, we, we might need to talk after this is over. Yeah, seriously, seriously. We might need to talk I, after I, this is over. I'm telling you, I... I absolutely love both. I'm, I like the slingshot because it's its own experience. It's not like anything you've ever driven. Right. And and that's becoming a, a, its own little subculture also. The it's slingshot culture, it's, culture, it's beautiful. Yeah, it's and, its own culture. And I was going to ask, how did you become an ambassador for Indian and slingshot? Well, I you know what? I started riding Indians in 2016 
and I just, I really loved it. I fell in love with the bike. I went to them to sponsor some Black Girls Ride events that, you know, that, you know, I had wanted to do, and they were really receptive to it, which is why I have a lot of respect for Polaris in general, because as you can imagine, over these last few years, it's become a trend to work with African-American brands to, yeah. Um, to, to show some type of solidarity and inclusion where, where it's been lacking. But they have been consistent since I've started working with them way back before it was trendy to do so. And I can, you know, I can really say that they've been a great partner um, for Black Girls Ride. And what happens is once you, because you can, you can take any company as a sponsor, but I really believe in the product. Like, the, for the for the technology that you get and the styling that you get for the money you keep bang dollar for dollar indian is the best investment motorcycle wise at least for me you know what i'm saying harley right. still hasn't caught up with any of the tech that they have on their v-twin bikes mm -hmm. they're 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 gonna make you spend another twenty thousand to get what you can get from an indian out the door from the base model wow you know what I'm saying? So right. the, the Challenger is a liquid cool bike and the 131 Harley <laughs> that you got to spend another 25,000 for that engine, <sighs> it still can't really, it doesn't give you everything that you get from an Indian. And, well, he, and they really make great products. So that that's the thing too. And here's what I want to ask you. Is it like, uh, I was sometimes I would think about you know getting sponsorship for, for this podcast or whatever, but it's also I kind of like being independent because I can basically say what I want to say without the fear like oh I'm, you know like uh, they might try to shut me down or I might lose this sponsorship. And I know that I saw you like during you know the you know the election time you had the big uh, Biden the Biden Harris flag and you flew that and it was like. You know, I was. It, I'm, gonna, I'm not gonna lie. Like, if I, if money's on the line, I can lose that. I mean, and knowing where I'm at now in life, I go. I don't know if I could. You know, did they have a problem with you doing that, or they, or, or did you did you ask them? Or I, well, hey, no, I'm not gonna ask. It's my political beliefs. I'm, you know, you bought the package. You know what I'm saying? Right. Good, better, and different. If I'm not, if I'm not saying anything that's gonna harm anyone, right. Um, then, you know, I don't think that I should have a problem. But I mean, I, I rode, we did a ride to the March on Washington. Yes, that's what uh, I was talking about. Yes, yes. And uh, Indian said, hey, whatever you need, we're here to support you. We, we believe in what you're doing. And to me, that was huge. They didn't wow. have to do that, you know? Wow. They didn't have to do that. But they acknowledged that there's a problem. And you know, I, for me, I can't have a magazine named Black Girls Ride and not speak for issues that pertain to the Black community. That's beautiful. I, I think that's wonderful. I, yeah. I may mean that from the yeah. bottom of my heart. I think that's beautiful what you do. And, and, yeah. and to go out, on, and it sounds like nothing to some people, but they don't understand sometimes, man, it's the little things like that that make the difference. Right. You know? it, it definitely, you know, it made me proud to be a Polaris um, ambassador. Because, again, they didn't want any promotion for that. You notice there wasn't any Indian logos on anything that I did. Right. But, you know, th they were there to support, you know. And I thought that that was amazing. Um, and th the relationship that I have with them is it's organic. It doesn't feel like I have to hawk anything. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah. an organ it's an organic thing. You know, we're out. That's the thing about our culture. Anyway, if you buy whatever brand bike you buy, right. you're going to you're going to buy into that culture full throttle. 
Yes. You're gonna get the jacket, the helmet, the boots to match. Yeah. You're gonna have. You're gonna be logoed up, right? Yeah. Yeah. So to to get, you know, sponsorship for that, for just riding my ride, for providing education to female motorcyclists, uh, I think it's an amazing thing, and I'm I'm definitely very very thankful for that partnership. I think that's beautiful. But here's the thing. Do you think you can persuade the other brothers to go from Harley to Indian? Because for some reason. That's not my job. I know that's it's not, not your job, job. But 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 do you think like, hey, you guys just try this Indian? Like, well, let, me, go. Let, me tell, let me tell you, let me tell you my take on it. Okay. You're if if somebody is got the Harley tattoo and yeah. they really that gung-ho, they're married to that brand. Yeah. Yeah. But they're gonna fight you tooth and nail anytime the conversation comes up. Yeah. That's not even who I'm talking to. Right. I'm talking to somebody with an open mind because I come from, so um, remember, I come from marketing from both music and sports, right? So I already know that this is all, (laughs) this is all you have an emotional connection to a logo. Yes. I don't have emotional connections to logos, I have emotional connections to great products. Oh, I, I love right. that. That is beautiful right there. Right? The logo doesn't make products. me. Yes. I make the logo better, right? Yeah. So it doesn't matter if I ride an Indian, a BMW, a Ducati, a Suzuki, which I've ridden all of those. Yes. I'm Portia Taylor, ain't nothing greater, no matter <laughs> what I ride. You see what I'm saying? If it. you have in, invested so much in this brand, yeah. That you can't see yourself riding something better. Yeah, that's your fault. And I'm not here to I'm not here to to, to persuade you. That's like asking somebody to leave their wife. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's not gonna happen. But you will catch that single dude that's in the market, right? Yeah, right. That might be moving from sport bikes to cruisers. Yes. Yes. We can have a real conversation on how you need to at least test ride this bike. Yeah. Yeah. And if you test ride it and you line it up against whatever you your friends are telling you to buy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh-huh. Make sure you at least at least try on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At least try. Everybody going to tell you to go buy Nikes, but at least try on a pair of Adidas. You yeah. never know. <laughs> Yes, I love it because you know what? It's so funny. Some people get stuck in their ways and I understand that because sometimes I have a hard time right now. Sometimes getting out of that stuck in my way. So I purposely will take different ways here to here to do the podcast. Well, I'll I'll purposely uh, go uh, just I try not to get in a routine and it's it's Mm -hmm. harder the older you get, you know, so I I do my hardest to stay out of getting in a routine. And I love that is that pick up that person when they're when they're making that transition. Transition. Get them yeah. during that transition. And I think the world is changing in a way where it's not just strictly, if it ain't hardly, it ain't shit. I mean, it's here, you know. If well, it ain't I mean, that's the thing. In our, in our community, you got motorcycle clubs that won't let you join their club unless they've got a Harley, unless you've got a Harley, right? To me, that's the most idiotic move ever because they are not cutting y'all a check to have that in your bylaws. Right. right? Yeah. So again, you know, but, but again, that's what you love. By all means, do your thing. And to me, I never wanted to be the person that rode what everybody else rode. Yes, exactly. Same way right? here. Yes, yeah. You can go. You could go to any bike night and see a million Harleys. They all look the same. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would come up with my BMW and people would be like, oh, what is that? Oh my God, it looks like a transformer. That's right. Exactly. It's different. I'm different. It's different over here. I would come on my Indian and they'd be like, oh my God, I never seen one custom painted like that. I didn't know you could do that with an Indian. Oh my God, look at that. That's crazy. And guess what? I spent so much less than you spent on your Harley that I could get my bike custom painted for the same price. We paid the same price. I remember when I, I, I hit you up on Instagram and said, because you, you got Goldie. When you got, first oh, got Goldie, yeah, I hit you up. I did. I go, way to go. I think I, and, and me, I, typical me, I think I got on your nerves, so you, you quit responding. But yeah, I, 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 I did. <laughs> I, I, I don't I, know. I just get so many inboxes. I know. But I know. But no, I never inbox. I never the inbox. Go, the new Goldie is coming. Goldie 2.0 is coming, um, I think, not this week, but next week. It'll be finished. <sighs> I can't wait. I mean, I mean it. I can't wait. You know me. I follow you. I'll stop. I'll get on your damn nerves for you. Hey, listen. Thanks. I appreciate it. But could you please stop bothering me? I mean, it's me. No, it, I don't. I'm not I like that. It's just I got a million things to do. And most sometimes I don't even get a chance to respond. I have, you know, a team that handles a lot of that stuff. I know you do. But, yeah, but, it's a it's a great, great look. Now, before I forget, and I'm going, I'm going out of sorts here, it is that Here's what I want you to do with your connections and entertainment. This is what I want you to do. I want you to, to get somebody to do the Bessie Springfield story because that story, yeah, that story needs to be told. And if you don't star in it, I think Queen Latifah should be in it. If Queen you Latifah should star in it. She's a writer and she does her thing. You know. Well, listen, I, I, if I try to get in touch with her, if security would come and they'd beat me up and you wouldn't hear from me ever they again. They'd probably beat me up too. Right? No, they wouldn't. You're a wonderful female. So what you do is I want you with your connections. Uh, look, give her some Give her some Adidas. Give her some Adidas. Some I did Indian gave her Adidas. I'm well, give her some more Adidas <laughs> and get the, Bessie, get the Bessie Springfield story. Look, I'll write it. And then you go, hey, listen, this dude I did a podcast for, he said he wants you to do this movie. You know what? I think that the Bessie Stringfield story is an amazing story. It definitely needs to be made. And there there have been uh, books and all kinds of stuff dedicated to, to her story. I want to know what happens after Bessie, though, because that's where the story got dropped. If you look at the history of Black female motorcycling, all you'll find before Black Girls Ride is Bessie Stringfield. Yeah. So my job is to tell the new stories. Oh, I love that. Look like, at you. So, there's so yes. many new stories. I want you to Google Michaela Moore. Oh, I know about her. I know yeah, about her. Michaela's amazing. You know, there's yes. so many other new people that are coming. The new influencers that are now hitting the, the Instagram scene and YouTube and doing their thing. I'm proud of the Caramel Curves who just did their partnership with Rihanna and the Fenty line. I was the first, uh, we were the first ones to feature Caramel Curves out of New Orleans and now they're in Vogue magazine. You see? So the culture is growing by leaps and bounds. I don't want us to get stuck on the historical side. Yes. You got to move forward in life. And I mean, that's why, honestly, I know it sounds like a a load of crap because we don't know each other. So sometimes when people don't know me and they hear me talking, is this dude for real? You know what I mean? (laughs) But but no, that's why I was looking at your stuff and I was like, my God, because, you know, we got in touch through Alan and I was like, no, man, she's fam. And the way he texted, he goes, no, she's fam. I go, got you, bro. And man, I'm telling you, he was so right because you know he's all about the positivity, you know, not with that bull. And and I was go- just looking at your Instagram. I was like, 
Yes. I mean, it was all about nothing but just good vibes from you. And that's why yeah. I, I, I go, I can't wait to talk to this woman. And, I, and just talking to you now. And like you say, it's about the future. It's about, you know, using your social media platform to talk. And, and for people to understand is, and I, I feel like I hate that I had to say this, but sometimes people don't get it. When you say Black Girls Ride Magazine or whatever, it's not. Uh, yeah, it's women of color, but everybody can join. You're inclusive. Sure. Absolutely. everybody's yeah. inclusive and that's yeah. just beautiful but we have to say that because some people don't understand that right and it's just the beginning of course i've gotten why isn't it all girls ride why is it black girls ride you know and and to be to be honest i'm unapologetic about it being black girls ride but all riders are always welcome and we do cover other riders and we cover and we've got great relationships with riders in the in in the culture you know no matter what color you are you know what i mean of course but it needed to be said because we weren't getting we weren't getting uh feature we weren't getting the marketing spend we weren't getting advertising dollars we weren't getting editorial content from other companies so Instead of complaining, I'm just going to be the change I want to see. That's what I'm talking. Oh, I love it. That's what I'm talking about. Oh, Portia, <laughs> I love you, baby. Before we get out of here, before we, I'm going I'm to try to get some one-word answers from you okay. uh, before we get out of here. And also, uh, back to Biker Boys. Yeah, it was a cheesy movie, but it changed your life. And if you ever want to see the best motorcycle movie, go to Netflix and this movie called Burnout. It's a French movie. It's called Burnout. I and only... And only writers will understand, but it's called Burnout. It's a French movie. Read the subtitles. Don't don't get it dubbed in English. But I'm, I promise you, you'll love it. Promise you. All right, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take take that. I wrote that down. Okay, Go one ahead. word. Okay, one word answers. Okay, here we go. Um, uh, what's your most memorable most memorable ride? Which which should be tough for you because you've been everywhere. But what's the one that sticks out the most for being just like wow for whatever reason? Um. Los Angeles to New York in 2016 with my club brothers. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that okay. Was an amazing trip. Scariest ride. Uh, April 8th, 20, uh, 2021. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's the one in Houston? That's the one. Yeah, that's the okay. one where I, uh, I crashed. That was okay. scary as hell. Okay. Uh, the, uh, the one ride that you can't wait to go, the dream ride, the one you haven't done yet, but, you, but you, you're going to get there. Um, somewhere in Europe. Yes. Hey, let me tell you something. I'm gonna tell you something right now. I've been to what you should do. I'm, I'm trying to tell you how, you how to run your life. But if, okay. If, but if you ever get to Milan, Italy, rent rent. I was from this, just getting ready to say Italy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go to ride up the Stelvio Pass. Okay. The Stelvio Pass, and when you do somewhere, just say it out in the universe. Say thank you, BT. And for some reason, I'll I'll hear it osmosically. I'm, Absolutely. I'm, I'm making that word up, but I'll I'm hear. A, it. I'm gonna make that ride happen sooner than you know. The, the, go up the Stelvio Pass, and I promise you, I promise you, you will go. Thank you, BT. Yep. Okay. All okay. right. I'm on it. Man, honestly, this was. I knew it was going to be, I knew it was going to be this way. I can't say I'm, I'm surprised because I knew it was going to be this way. You learned me about a lot of stuff and I mean that. And that's why I love doing this. I love meeting new people and I love, like, I feel like now when I hit your point Instagram, you go, oh, hey, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, you know how Instagram is, man. Everybody's yeah, trying to tell you something or, know. or, you know what I mean? So you, I, I'm real like arms distance. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah. And plus so you don't know me. If we yeah. meet in real life, that's different. <laughs> But if you just coming on as a comment or in the in, in the DM, it's like uh, no, no, I, I I never go DM. I never go DMs. I never. Oh go yeah, DMs. yeah, yeah, yeah. Never, not, it's, never. It's, 
it's a lot of shadiness. A lot yeah. of people hacking and doing all kind of nonsense. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think I'm just shady in real life. So people look at me like, <laughs> I don't. <laughs> so, well, you never... got blessed by Alan. So we're good. We're good Man. money. Yeah, honestly, I could go on and on about Alan, what he's done. That dude, that dude doesn't get the credit he deserves for, for like, you know, he could go a different way with that magazine as far as like with women in bike, but he shows women who ride, who ain't about the, yeah, the bikini and yeah. all that stuff, who really ride. And from Alan, that's where I learned about that. I didn't know about women riding groups. So Alan, man, big shot, shout out to him because he, he taught me there was more to women in bikes and, you know, be, being with the, with the G string out and, and bending over and being on your yeah, back of your yeah. man's bike, which is nothing wrong with that, by the way. But, he no, showed me. It's, it's a lot wrong with that from a female perspective. But yeah, but, I, I, just, but it, I, I acknowledge that it's a part of the culture that's not going anywhere. Yeah, but you know, but but he taught me. But I saw through that. There's more to it, and that's why I meet sure. people like you, and that's what I'm grateful for. So, Portia Taylor, thank you so much. If you guys get a chance, go to BlackGirlsRide.com, and if you want a slingshot, uh, if you want an Indian, mention Portia Taylor's name. You get a little money off. Right, yo, hit me up. DM me definitely for the discount code if you're serious about buying an Indian. And I'm gonna tell my. And I'm gonna tell my boy you can't help him on the slingshot, but uh, but on the, on Indian. I mean. <laughs> What kind of help is he looking for? You know? I don't know. That's my dude. So he just goes, yo, <laughs> come on, man. Tell him to hook me. And so if I could read, I could hear it in my voice. He go, come on, man. I'm serious, man. I want to hook up on a slingshot. So I'll tell him, you know, whatever. That's I'll hilarious. I know. It's the truth, though. <laughs> so I feel like we're best friends now, Portia. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. You Where are, are def- you guys located? I'm in Indianapolis. I'm downtown Indianapolis right now. I'll be there for sure. Yeah, Centennial is next year. Well, you tell me when you're going to come through or anywhere near. And honestly, man, I would love to hit you up and let's get a ride in. Or, you know, I come out to L.A. to see my my aunt. She still lives off of Arbor Vitae. And uh, honestly, she still. And every time I'm in L.A., I make it a point to go see her. She's 95 now. So, you know. Yeah, I make it a point to go see her. And, you know, I work for a cruise line and we docked in Long Beach. So you never know. I might say, hey, Portia. You're literally right around the corner. I live off of Ocean, um, so yeah, just coming. Uh, you know, we'll meet at the Starbucks uh, on that pier, right? You know, right? All you know, all the stuff in meet at the Starbucks, and maybe yeah. go across and get some Converse from that there little outlet go. store. There you go. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Portia, thank you so much. I got you. I mean that. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you so much. All right. Thank you for the opportunity. You're welcome. Thank you, everybody, for watching Tales from a Gemini. If you have any questions for me or Portia, hit her up at Portia Taylor on Instagram. And like I say about this time, you know the word. Peace.